Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're happy you're here. You know what? Yeah. Let me back that up. Is there ever a time when we're not happy that you're here? Gosh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I can't think of anything. I'm just thrilled no. that we're here and that you're here with us. I, I just am too. literally stopped a yawn from happening because like, that would have been very disingenuous to yawn after I said <laughs> I'm so happy that we're here and I'm you're here. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thanks, this is now, now the eye is actually here. Thanks, Couldn't Dick. Be, yeah, I made myself <laughs> I, got, I got caught in my own trap. I'm a little tired. I got up early today to work out. And I'm Look a little sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. Lifted some weights, took Nally's school, came back, walked two and a half miles. I'm a machine. Machine. That's the next sound drop I gotta pull. Yes, machine. Machine. I just rewatched oh, the Matrix trilogy, and as soon as he said machines, I was like, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> why did that become pre-show? Uh, again, this is why you guys need to come hang out on Twitch because there is pre-show antics. Mm -hmm. uh, but pre-show, we were talking about inside jokes. How did that become something between us? Do you remember I, what no, the genesis of that one was? No idea. It was just one of those things okay. where you made it's. It's something I used to say with one of my other friends too, and then you said yeah. it. So I think we can we bonded over that where we're like machines, okay. and it's just whenever we had an opportunity to say that, we said it like Morpheus from the Matrix. You know, I love it. Which I gotta say, going back and rewatching that trilogy, I think it's fine. Like honestly, really, I, I think it's okay. Like the third one's I, probably the dumpiest of them, but. Honestly, I'm, I kind of want to unpack that with you. I, maybe not this episode, but yeah. that feels like something like Matrix versus Star Wars. Why are you okay with one and not the other? I, you know, it's funny because people really took a dump on Reloaded. Yeah. Never really had a problem with it. Still don't. Like, it's fine. Reloaded is the second one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll fine. tell you what. I'll tell you where that one gets hung up on is it tried to, it tried to outkick its, uh, its coverage with, cgi yes it it tried way too hard for where where everything was the yeah. first movie did a wonderful job implementing implementing the technology where it was mm -hmm. and that second one ugh, that that fight of a hundred smiths mm -hmm. that was rough yeah that definitely has not aged well um yeah. but i and some of the action in that movie is is borderlines transformers where you're like oh my god there's more like now we're on the freeway and two semis are going head to head. They're going to explode. And it's right. just like, you know, you imagine the pitch fact, meeting. Michael Bay uh, was a PA on that movie. He was uncredited as right. a, you know, as a story, storyboarder, a story action editor, consultant. Yeah. Um, 
You just imagine people you know, pitching like, all right, and then, and then Trini, she gets on this, this motorcycle that's on a semi that's pulling motorcycles and she zooms off, but then there's agents, but then there's these other programs that are like white albino guys, but they have dreads and they turn into ghosts whenever you shoot at them. And then it's just like Neo's fighting eight guys in like Nepal or some shit. Who knows? And then Nepal or some shit. Who I don't know where he is. Yeah, it 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 gets to be a bit much, but I still enjoyed it. And um, what I did enjoy about that was really watching Neo's progression from one movie to the next. It reminded me a lot of Luke Skywalker's progression, where by the third one you're like, this guy is, this guy's badass, and you believe he's he's fully realized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same thing like when reloaded when you see him it's just like he's he's come so far and i do appreciate those sort of arcs with it but biggest problem with the uh, revolutions was so much of the machines versus the humans it just doesn't matter yeah it has, it has so little value because agent smith is in the matrix just going bonkers and at the end of the day neo has to go in there and the whole the whole like i don't know two-thirds of the movie is completely useless <laughs> right well, and yeah, too, like if we're just going to like reset everything and everyone's going to be because really at the end of the movie, they just start again, don't they? Well, it's it's a little bit different because in the history of that movie, spoilers for this movie that's been out for almost 20 years at this point in time. Um, Jesus Christ, is it? Wow. Yeah. Because remember, I, I think that, the first one came out in 99. That hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember seeing the third one with Jill in the theater, and there was a guy that came into the theater dressed like Neo with like the long overcoat <laughs> and like the glasses. And at the end, he like walked out in shame because the movie would just live up to expectations. So he was like, whoops. By the time he came in, everyone was like, him. yeah, that's cool. And then when it was over, everyone was like, that movie sucked. They looked at that guy. He's like, like he was responsible for it. <laughs> what do you They're have like, to say for yourself? Boo! Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, what happens is usually what the the one is supposed to is supposed to go back to the source. His code is reimplanted into the matrix, and then because he's the anomaly in the equation, and then they choose you know was it twelve I don't know whatever a handful of of humans to then go repopulate Zion, and then they start all over again. But with this time, he kind of breaks the cycle. There's a peace between humans and machines you know lead you to believe it's not necessarily going to be ongoing but yeah uh people who want to leave the matrix are are supposed to be allowed to be to leave and they kind of just go differently because there's there's no reason to be at war so it kind of leads you to believe that there's going to be a new future you know people can stay in the matrix but they get a choice which is all that that series is all about is choice i just never i guess that's the thing at the end of the day if 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 these people exist and I never really, when I was younger, I had a problem with this is really like leaning into like what the, 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 the deep seated, you know, what is this universe about? Like the same thing with star Wars. Like when I was younger and I would watch star Wars, I never really got into like, what is like the geopolitical, what's actually going on here with, with, with everything. Why is the trade federation putting an embargo on Naboo? I want to know the details, right? What do they do? Uh, but with the matrix, I guess the one thing I never realized what you just said here is that. So in this progression that continues to happen, this pattern is the anomaly gets reabsorbed. A handful of humans are allowed to go repopulate Zion only to fight in a great war that then ends the exact same way. So they're stuck in this loop. Why? What's the purpose of, of anything? 
Why are they stuck in this loop? Well, I mean, because the machines like need if, the humans for energy. They, they use yeah, them but if like the batteries. Humans are repopulating. If 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 once the chosen one gets to get reabsorbed in this cycle, like let's before before Neo broke the cycle, like say it was happening hundreds of times. Uh, before Neo broke the cycle, a handful of them were allowed to go repopulate Zion, and then they reengaged in a war. I think what and it then, is is because humans are imperfect and they don't accept the matrix like the the versions that came before it um they almost my interpretation is that the humans need this conflict because the one cre is an anomaly in an equation they prepare for it they allow zion to exist to a certain point in time and then they just sort of like great reinsert yourself back into the matrix we'll do another version of the matrix will keep everyone going because what's important to them is that they harness the humans for energy so they're like this is an inconvenience that we put up with to make okay. sure that we can still harness it so they and can continue to iterate exactly so they, they're just like version 5.2 exactly they're yeah. like cool next one cool yeah we're gonna destroy zion but you get to right. choose whatever how many people you'll repopulate we'll leave you alone and maybe a couple hundred years We'll do this whole thing again when the anomaly comes back up in the equation. It's just like an ongoing thing because for them, it's like it's annoying, but it happens. And then we we just keep going. We'll keep harnessing because, you know, whatever. It's machines. Machines. Bring machines. Full, back full, full thing. What's the Jared says? I'm not sure I like the blurb about Matrix Resurrection, which is going to be the next one. What's the blurb? I can't find it. I don't anymore. know. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, if you've got a link to the blurb, because I was actually going to ask the same thing. Yeah, I reason um, no, I didn't read the supposed plot outline. Tell me I'm more. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch these because now again, I feel the same way with the Star Wars, and I know you you know where you are in Star Wars, but I do want to go back with adult eyes and adult brain and mm -hmm. like actually pay attention to what's going on in the larger scheme of the universe. Yeah. Wow, looks like now now I'm actually interested. Looks like Neil Patrick Harris is gonna be in the new one. Really? As is Christina Ricci. Neo Patrick Harris. Oh <laughs> shit! Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There. I don't know what the blurb is, but <clears throat> would love love to know the storyline. According to IMDb, the plot is currently unknown. So, all right. Where you got your information there, sir? Well, but, while uh, we wait for Jared, I feel like uh, housekeeping time. It is time for some housekeeping. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. If this is your first time here, first things first, follow us on Spotify and everywhere else you listen to your podcast. But we do exist there. Check us out there, you know. Jared is, is <laughs> posting stuff and Nightbot says no. Uh, also, please come join our Discord server. Don't know what Discord is? It's essentially the modern age like hangout spot for forums. Um... You can come hang out with us. We chat. We have fun memes. Zenny recently got her nine gag privileges restored, so we're getting new memes every day from her, which is awesome. Uh, Did she get banned from nine gag? Uh, I think it was just like she had a hard time using it on her phone, but now she's got it back up and running, okay. and we're getting the good stuff every day. It's it's very good. So we got great memes. Uh, we hang out. We set up game nights. Uh, last night I played some Splitgate with Slotty and with uh, Noah. And uh, we talked to Alpaca a little bit. Don't know who these people are? Well, come join the Discord and you'll know soon enough. So uh, it's very fun. To get there, just go to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. In the about section, you'll see a little thing that says Discord. It's a little banner. Just click on it. It's got a link embedded in it. Take you right over the Discord. Come hang out with us and uh, enjoy the fun. Enjoy our community. You are always welcome to join us. Uh, next up... 
Please don't forget to check out our merchandise on redbubble.com. Head over to redbubble.com, type in Mind Gap Podcast, and you'll find our logo there. And you can get yourself something nice. Maybe you pick up a, a coffee mug. Maybe a travel Ooh. mug. Maybe a Ooh. pillow. Maybe Ooh. a t-shirt, a hoodie. Whatever you Ooh. want. So many great things. So many great ways that you can get yourself something nice and support the podcast. And get, get, the, get the podcast logo out there to everyone. It's great. We'd love it. That's redbubble.com. Type in... I was going to burp there. Type in Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs> and you'd be good to go. Zinni asks, how about a lanyard? Mind Gap lanyard? I'm not going to lie. There might be one on there. There's a whole bunch of weird shit on there, too. I don't think there is specifically. And I don't know if that's no? something that they carry. But if anyone huh. would carry it, it'd be Redbubble. But I don't think right. so. But that'd be pretty cool if there was one. You get stickers. Yeah. You like stickers? You can get stickers. You sticker. get shower curtains. You can get clocks. You can mm-hmm. get phone covers. You can get journal covers. Literally, well, some very, draw very string weird bags shit. and backpacks. Yeah. There's some good stuff, man. That's good stuff. And good quality. I actually bought a t-shirt from yeah. there just because I want to see how it feels. Because Teespring is dog shit. And uh, this is good. It's really good material. I'm a big fan of it. So go uh, get yourself something nice. Do it. You deserve it. And last but not least, uh, we've got a video game stream every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central where yours truly uh, hosts a night of games uh, from 8 p.m. Central to about 10-ish. Sometimes it's just me playing solo games. Sometimes it's us playing with our Discord community. Sometimes it's party games. Regardless, it's always a good time. So come check that out at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. And we also broadcast our podcast episodes live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central. So come over there on Twitch. Uh, hit the follow button and turn on notifications so it'll let you know when we go live. And come hang out in the chat. Be a part of our world. We give a lot of opinions on this show. Because we give and a lot of you, fucks. We do. We have bags and bags of fucks that we give. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that we always heard early on is like, ah, I'm listening to you guys and I just want to scream at my phone because you're idiots and I want to tell you why you're wrong. Well, if you come watch us live on Twitch, you have a forum for that. You do. You can type in all caps and let us know. Exactly. And it's very, very entertaining. And mm-hmm. sometimes it leads to, it, it takes our conversations elsewhere, which is really fun. So Zinni is high. You've heard us mention her a few times. She's hijacked the podcast uh, on a number of occasions. With guests. With topics. Yeah. yeah. Asking them who yeah. their favorite Pokemon, you right. know, monster is, you know, and which right. one, you know. And, Bulbazar. Bulbazar. Volvazar. Volvazar. <laughs> that's that's from the late night Pokemon collection. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um yeah. So uh quick update. I made Cubano sandwiches over the weekend. And I, I gotta tell you, holy shit, gang. If you don't know what that is, it's essentially some uh, uh, it's it's like almost pulled pork kind of you know it's beautiful lovely marinade uh, with I also had some ham that went with it some Swiss cheese some mustard some pickles and mm. I made my own Cuban bread and it was fucking phenomenal Friday night I took a shot at chow mein I went there's an Asian uh, market nearby I got some legit noodles failed miserably making it nice pretty disappointed I was like yeah God, I thought for sure this was gonna work out it didn't <laughs> I was like well I guess I can try the Cubanos Cubanos kicked ass still eating it like I, I had some more I've been basically eating it every meal yeah um for lunch today I made an omelet with some of the the pork and it was goddamn Ooh, amazing. now we're talking and tonight yeah, yeah, I made tacos with it I I cut some some of this ham. I, I fried it up. I fried some of the pork, 
and then put it in just a tortilla with a little bit of that non-fat Greek sour cream. Oh, it was just goddamn delightful. So I'm yeah. super excited about it. And uh, I was inspired by Noah because when Noah came to visit in Chicago and he and I were eating at 11 City Diner, respect, I was like, hey, is it because he likes to cook? I was like, is there anything like you're, you're really looking forward to cooking to? Me? He's like, you know, I really want to make a good Cuban sandwich. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. And that's been like yeah. it kind of inceptioned me in the back of my brain. I'm like, oh, that would be good. I wonder how hard that is. And I just happened to stumble across two <laughs> recipes on YouTube. I'm like, seems feasible. Yeah. And well, the night. The nice thing is you ha- you you know you have the mustard for it. Uh yes, I want I want Mystery to know <laughs> I used the mustard that he bought me and sent to uh-huh. me. It is You knew it was good mustard. It was dated, mm-hmm. fresh. Yeah. Yeah. It was sent it with was love. Good. Yeah. It yeah. the the pictures that you posted looked fucking amazing. I'm a I'm a big fan of a good sandwich and that sandwich looked like it was mighty tasty. Yeah, and the best part is like you're supposed to kind of use like a panini press. But I don't mm-hmm. have one. So in the video recipe, he, they showed you how to do it without one, which was essentially you put <clears throat> you butter the top of the sandwich and the bottom of the sandwich. You put it in the pan. You heat up a cast iron skillet. You don't get it scorching, but you get it. And then you put that on top of it while turning on the, the heat for the other pan. And he just squishes yes, it. And, oh, so good. Yes, sir. So good. That was, it yes, was delicious. Sir. I, that I'm, sounds fucking amazing i was most pleased with the outcome and i look forward to making it again and jill is a huge fan and it's just oh so good so i just want to share that just want to share that it was absolutely wonderful and uh also if you're interested we have a recipes channel in our discord so i was just gonna say you can swap these recipes if you come over to discord right so good but uh yeah so Mm. how about you you do anything fun last week oh gosh no i mean we we uh friday saturday and sunday we went out and looked at houses so Ah. it was a very 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 busy weekend so that's always uh, fun yeah it's fun but yeah it's exhausting good lord i don't know what it is all you're doing is walking through a house but for some reason it is so unbelievable you get home and you're like i feel like i just put a full day's work in it's like I don't know what it is. It's like driving, right? You drive for three hours, and well, I don't know about you, but I get out. I feel like I ran a ran a couple miles. I'm just yeah. like, why do I feel so tired? I was I haven't even been driving. I've just been sitting. Right. And, and it's like, like you get out of the car and you're like, oh, I need to sit down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, man, well, I feel like sleeping now. I'm like, I didn't even yeah. do anything, you know? Right. Um, so that was yeah. it was it was fun, and I mean, we saw some good stuff, but uh, yeah, it was it was exhausting. So uh, that was that was that. Outside of that, we didn't do anything. Nothing too crazy. So we, we kept it low key. Nice. Good. Yeah. Good to keep it low key. Got, uh, uh, what am I doing on Saturday? This coming Saturday, uh, we're going to go out a cookout at, uh, Rob Bob's place. Robbie Bob. Yeah. It's going to be Hagen, his wife and nice. Bob and his wife and Beth and I, and oh God, what's Bob make cooking tasty up? Food. I think we're going to actually, we're going to make it easy. We're going to do pub burgers. Um, Hag loves the Mariano's pub burgers for some reason. So, that's his thing. And then we're going to do some sort of a potato. And then I think I'm going to do a watermelon salad, a little nice. set of cheese, balsamic and basil and stuff. So. Okay. And don't forget the It'll mustard. Good. You know, that goes without saying. Yeah, I'm going obviously. to need to swing by because you've got all the mustard. What is a pub burger, Justin? I think a pub burger is just a thicker. It's just a thicker burger. 
Gotcha. So like so they, I, pre-make, I don't... they pre-make the patties and they're like thicker. Yeah. Yeah. They I've pre-make the patties and they're, I'm assuming they're, uh, I don't know if they're like half pound, maybe third pound burgers, but they're a little bit thicker. I think a pub burger typically is not your smashed out thin, normal size patty. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. That sounds like absolutely a, think cool. of a bulbous burger. That's a, a bulbous burger. burger. It's a bulbous burger. There you go. Bulbous burger. That sounds it's awesome. a burger that's eaten too much red meat. There you go. Delicious. It's just bloated, fat, and delicious. Bloated, fat, and um, that's awesome, man. I'm excited. I I've just enjoyed. It's so funny because I'm. I last week I'm like I'm gonna take it easy, and I cooked for like I don't know eight hours. Like that was <laughs> right. I cooked. I I went out specifically went hunting for the specific food. You know, yeah. got all the materials. Spent you know most of the day Saturday cooking this failed experiment, and then. What failed on it? I, I have to know what what didn't work for you because you to got check it. legit noodles. I, like I don't the know, man. Noodles. The the noodles the noodles were thicker, and okay. uh, I don't know, man. I feel like they didn't come out very well, and there was just there wasn't much flavor in the noodles, and it really bummed me out. And I used you know Chinese cooking wine, soy sauce, but everything just I don't know. It it had like no flavor. It was bland. It tasted more okay. like the, the the sesame oil like was very pronounced. Okay. Which is unfortunate. And I don't know, man. I made, I've had some pretty successful, um, you know, Chinese food attempts in the past. And this one was not one of them. And I was like, oh, I thought for sure I was going to get it. Cause Jill and I are always like, man, if we could get some lo mein, yeah. If we can figure out that, that's going to be amazing. And just couldn't quite get it. So I was like, I'll take it easy. And I spent doing all that. Uh, and then I was like, well, I guess I got to make the marinade for the pork because the pork has to marinate overnight. And right. then the next day I got up, I'm like, great. And I will make this for lunch. So I'll throw it in the oven and cook it. And then I was like, well, then I got to make, you know, all these other things to make the, I got to make the bread. And I made the bread and it was just, there was a lot of stuff. I'm like, wow, I just cooked most of the weekend. So, but I really enjoyed it. That's good. Something I mean, you'll learn about is- me is, is if you ever come to visit me or hang out with me, there's going to be food involved. I'm going to, I'm going to try and make sure you're well fed. So yeah. That's the only reason I used to go over to Doug's place, really, because mm-hmm. I was just hungry. Yeah. Like, instead of going out and getting lunch, I'd just be like, I'm going to go hang out at Doug's all day. It's funny because Jill's gotten to the point now where this is going to sound like a real humble brag. And if it does, <laughs> tough shit. But she's like, you've ruined steak for me because your steak is so good. I feel like I don't need to get it anywhere else. Like, I can go to a, a restaurant. It's like... Do you want the steak? It's like, no, nah, I get good steak at home. What else you got? You know? So now she has to sort of like figure out or like a burger. She's like, you make a really good burger. I feel like there's this uh, burger place uh, up near New Buffalo that we went last year. And it was just like, they've got billboards. It's like the best burger sure. you've ever had. And yeah, we went yeah. there and we were like, listen, I don't want to shit all over this, but I don't see what the big deal is. This is a very at best below average burger did you tell the server that no i mean we're did not you say six. we'd like to speak to the chef send send this fake out here yeah. and we want to ridicule this person in front of everyone at this restaurant Be like why do you guys say this this is false advertising i'm suing you right yeah it's just but it was like there was lines to get into this place and you had to th- it was just and we ate it i'm like is this what this is what's i don't see it was like for me going to in and out burger i'm like okay it's a place. I know you and I will disagree on that, and you that's fine. Shut your fucking mouth. That's fine. Talk. I need to have that again because I was just like so, like, yeah, I guess it's a yeah. burger, you know. 
It's but, one of those. It, what's disappointing that fell in for you. I think what happened is it fell in to the trap that a lot of things tend to fall into for different people, which is it was so overhyped that there's no way the expectation killed the experience. Yeah. And I, I mean, think that happens on a lot of like for me, Los, that happened with um, fight club mm-hmm. for he hadn't, he never saw it. He never saw it. And for years, everyone told him just how fucking amazing fight club is. Oh dude, you're not going to believe. It. And the twist. And like, yeah. eventually you found out what it was. And so like when someone would be like, Oh, have you ever seen Fight Club? He's like, no. And they go, oh, you're going to love it. He's like, I know. It's Tyler Durden the whole time. I get it. I don't need to. Like, yeah. So the expectation of it killed the experience. Yeah. I was like, <coughs> you know, because honestly, how great can you make a burger? We've talked about this before. You know? Like, that- how good can a burger really be? You know? And when you charge a shitload of money for a bottle of wine or a steak or something, there's only so so good you can cook a steak or there's only so long you can age a bottle of like at some point your return on investment is not there yeah and i think um for me that uh, i mean you could i think that's the thing is like we're always trying to rank them Mm -hmm. and be like this is the best burger i've ever had it's actually like yes this is a good burger i've had other burgers like this it's in this category right like I, I definitely have had barbecue that stands above and beyond in certain spots, but I've also had a lot of pretty good barbecue where I'm like, this right. satisfies me. This is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And when you tell me this is, it's like, yeah, it's like if you're like, this is one of the best burgers and people swear by it and I eat it, I'm like, I hate to be an asshole, but I can make a better one at home. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like it was expensive either. It was just like, right. I don't know, man. I was, just, I don't know. I was just expecting like. Oh, this is gonna be a good fresh burger, and it was just—it seemed overcooked and overcooked, and it was just their fries were. I'm not, you know, it takes a lot to impress me. The fries, anyway. I think fries are mostly shit most of the time. And I was just like, ah, you're a, you're a tough, you're a tough nut when it comes to fries. Huh? I don't know, fries. Most of the time, I think people get lazy with them. They're like, yep, I've trimmed a potato and I fried it. Now eat it up, you <laughs> fucking slob. You know, and I'm like, okay, there's not much flavor now. Like Five Guys, big fan of Five Guys fries. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. pretty good stuff i i went to five guys uh a week or two ago and um hadn't been there in a while and i was excited to get their fries because they gave you so many of them and i don't know if they were rushed or if they had someone new behind the counter or if they were having a bad day or what but these fries were so blonde like they were not they were not cooked oh, and no. biting into it you oh could, like it felt more like biting into like a uh, partially boiled potato than it did like a, f- a French fry. Didn't have the crunch on the outside and the soft on the inside. Mm. It was just like a soft potato. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. I that. do. It sounds like my it prom night. No flavor, no nothing. It was just gross. And I was like, oh, this is a super bummer. <laughs> this is a super bummer. Listen, pasta can be al dente. Fries cannot. Okay. Cannot. Yeah. No. No, I'll do, I've done that before. I'm like, huh, I've been roasting these potatoes. Are they done? No, they're not. Nope. Get them back in there. They're right. No, these are going to get inedible. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. But all that being said, uh, I like to cook. Uh, I like to cook t- for f- people and uh, I like to spend my time doing that. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I saw an article today about someone who liked to do something else 
Um, and that was uh, nice transition, Doug. Thank you. I was trying to figure out how to get here, and we got here. <laughs> um, there is a Michigan couple up, up, uh, up, up in Michigan. Uh, oh, is that where they're from? Yeah. Okay. Who must pay their son thirty thousand dollars for throwing out his porn collection? So this is Tell interesting. Me. So Tell me. Tell me all about this. The the details on this were that uh this guy Now hold on, hold on. Before you go any further, I want to put it out to the chat real quick. And uh well, anyone who's listening to the podcast can't do this, but how old do you think the son was that sued his parents? I want to put it out to the chat as we start to uh slowly reveal the details of the story. Please yes. uh please continue. And also uh zenny says 12 uh great guess great guess so also th think about and just this goes for you too is there a time that your parents threw away something that you mm. didn't want them to because either they a thought it was garbage or b they were like this is bad for you i'm gonna throw it away sure so think about that as well but uh according to this article this uh person was living at their parents home for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Muncie, Indiana. And after moving, he learned that his boxes of films and magazines were missing. And I got to be like, this is a classic dude because he's got magazines. Right. Some like, people collect vinyl. Some people collect classic cars. This individual collected VHS tapes and magazines. Yeah. Um, man, that's old school. You're like, mm -hmm. I got to have this magazine. I just, I, when I was a kid, I remember going to the stores and, uh, you know, just sort of, because we were at a bookstore before they put the plastic over them. And I think yeah, I've told dude. this before. I would go to the other, it was like a two-sided thing, like a yep. two-sided stand. I will go to the other uh -huh. side, which was like home and garden. I'd be uh -huh. like, huh, I wonder what's in the home and garden. I would just reach over the top grab one of the dirty ones and put it into the home and garden and pretend I was reading home and garden magazines. Mm -hmm. And I go and like, we'd be at the store. And I'm like, mom, I'm, uh, I'm going to check the magazines. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just go over there and I just be like, and be like, Woo! Nothing. and then when it was yeah. time, I would just close both of them together and there would be a porn in the middle of home and garden. And then I would just so be on my way. Someone was in for a big treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, I think kids are looking at these. We should probably put plastic on them. And, uh, you know, yeah. that was just really easy to find these yeah. magazines in this hilarious store. So, oh, it was a sad day when those when the plastic wraps went on them. Yeah. Jared goes, Doug's mom. He is really into weed whacking. <laughs> I just got to find out what's going on. Weed whacking monthly, mom. Yeah. Oh, oh they're talking about uh, they're talking about crabgrass. I gotta, you, yeah. Yeah. They say you got to aerate, you got or aerate your lawn like every fall. You got to yeah, get in go, there. I'm going to go aerate my lawn. <laughs> I don't just did it. Don't come in my room. I'm going to be aerating my lawn. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, after uh, moving, he learned that his boxes of films, which again, man, to have boxes of, right. that's, this, that's a lot. And also side oh, note. No, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you no, go. please. Okay. When I was in junior high, a friend of mine at the time, his brother moved into an apartment in town and they found a giant box of porn in Did like the really? basement of this house they were renting out. And apparently this belonged to like oh. three professors at the college. Oh, and we no. were like, you found a oh, giant no. box of porn. And like, it was me and like two other guys. 
and they reached in, just randomly grabbed one tape and threw one to each of us. They're like, there you go. Now get the fuck out of here. And that, <laughs> that's the first time I was introduced to porn. And Amazing. so it was just like a tape they had just taped over. Like it was like a compilation yeah, of their yeah. favorite scenes. And I was like, Oh, and like, we went to like basketball practice and like had this tape hidden in my starter jacket. And I went home and I had a small TV with a VCR and I was like, what's in this? And I was, it was, it was very traumatic to watch porn. Like I had seen softcore stuff, but yeah. I had watched like the, I Through was like the squiggly lines. Yeah, yeah. And I was like seeing it for real. I was like, this is intense, man. It was, it was really, it was a lot. So I'm just having flashbacks where I'm hearing there's a box. Right. Of porn. Well, the thing is back when you were that age, that made more sense. Cause we were closer to that time mm -hmm. when that was how it was consumed. Nowadays, think about this. The dude has to maintain a working VCR player, yeah, right? Like he, well, it just says, how, it just says films. It could be DVDs. Well, films that makes me think he needs a reel to reel. Like he needs oh. to have a projector. And it just says boxes of films. I mean, right. Uh, I'm sorry. If you're boxes of films, I'm going to safely say that these are VHS. I have to. There's no way. There's, there's no way this is not VHS. You're probably 60% right. I mean, there's a 60% chance that this is these are actual VHS tapes. I'm but saying, yeah. it could be a mix because maybe that, those are like the old ones he started collecting. Then he moved into DVDs. Maybe he got to Blu-rays. Who knows? Do you think like if you so maybe he had both maybe he he had big laser discs yeah like right midway through he's gonna flip it over yeah um do you think uh <laughs> the nice thing about the laser discs is if you don't want to use your hand anymore you can just fuck the disc um do you, so when this guy goes in and he's got to go into a, a pawn shop and he's like I'm looking for a com a VCR DVD player combo. You you've got to know if someone nowadays is asking for that, you have to assume it's someone who has an old school collection of porn. Yeah, there's no other reason someone's asking for that combo player. Yeah, you know, and not only that, I mean, to have boxes of this, I mean, that's a commitment because yeah. it's not like it, my understanding is this isn't something he accumulated in those ten months right. moving home right. with his parents. This is something that. He's this had. probably this probably nudged the divorce forward. This was probably a reason why it didn't work out, not because he had porn, but because it was not working out. And he's like, "Well, at least I got these boxes," you know. I would argue that it wasn't working out, not because he had porn, because he had boxes of porn <laughs> and magazines and magazines. Right? Like, if you look, everyone looks at it. If you've got boxes of it, we need to. We might need to talk. Yeah, Sit dude, down, let's, listen, let's discuss. You can yeah. get a terabyte hard drive these days for like next to nothing. <laughs> like just get that shit on there, man. Save yourself. Because when you have that much evidence, I mean, what are you going to do when you move? It's like, don't, don't open these boxes. Right. These are dad's boxes. These you are know? marked fragile. Don't, <laughs> don't, I'll move these. Don't worry. Don't about do it. these. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, this guy in his boxes of, of stuff, um, is is uh apparently his after he moved he learned that this stuff was missing and his father wrote an email frankly david i did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff so um his parents got rid of his his porn and um he essentially sued them and they said it was worth $29,000 
But then the judge also ordered his parents to pay $14,500 to the son's attorney. So right. here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> I think what did it say in here that they had to get an expert? <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, that was in there. I'm trying to see where it said that. Uh, but essentially, they, they had to call an expert to put the value together of how much these boxes uh, and stuff is. Which, again... Begs the question, who's the expert in this? Who's whose expertise? Some dude sitting with boxes of his own and he gets a phone call and he just turns and goes, he he turns to a picture of his parents and goes, I told you my schooling would pay off. They, I told you my interests were <laughs> would come to they they need an expert. Hey mom, guess what they need today? An expert in porn valuation. Guess who they called? Me. Or maybe he's got a great relationship and he calls and goes, Mom, your little boy's been called up to the big leagues. They I'm going to court to be an <laughs> expert witness. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so um, oh, the judge apparently said um, there's no question that the destroyed property was David's property. And the defendants repeatedly admitted that they destroyed the property. And the parents were saying that they were acting as his landlords at the time. So that's why they did it, which was... Which is not a watertight argument. It's a bad I, argument because yeah. then the uh, uh, lawyer said, well, the defendants do not cite any statute or case law to support their assertion that landlords can destroy a property that they dislike. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, listen, it has it takes a lot of balls to amass this much porn and to be that attached to it, to spend... Well, maybe not spend, but it basically accumulate $29,000 worth of porn. And it takes yeah. extra balls to then go and sue your parents for destroying it. And be like, y'all need to give me that back. Because right. I was going to subscribe like to OnlyFans. But then <laughs> they got rid of the sexually explicit content. But then they brought it back. So I need that money. Because I'm right. going to support my local sex worker. I was going to sell. This was my retirement. This was my nest egg. Yeah. My wife didn't get it, but I get it. You it's can't find this right. gangbang anywhere anymore. It's only on this physical copy of this VHS. This is a first edition. Yeah. You don't right. understand how rare this is. Yeah. This is not something you're going to find right. everywhere. All right. It's, it this is, is still rare. in the plastic. Do you right. know how hard it was for me to not watch this? Right. This, I I bought this for $15. It's now $30 on the open right. market. It is doubled, 100% valuation. In another 20 years, this could be worth a cool 45 Yeah. Who's an idiot now, mom? <laughs> so uh, to let people in the chat know, 43 years old. Yes. This is a 43-year-old man. This is a 43-year-old man who is suing his parents for throwing away his pornography. Yeah, so this is someone who's five years older than you and me, Justin. God, I just, like Zinni uh, initially guessed 12, and I was like, logical that a, a kid would be like, I'm going to sue you, you know. Then once we said divorce, she's like, oh, 21. Mm -hmm. Nope, 43. 40 fucking three years old. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know anything about his relationship I don't know anything about like what the marriage was, this and that. I am inclined 
based off of the evidence presented to side with the wife in whatever happened. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm siding with whatever happened with the wife. See, here's the thing, man. If you're going to watch porn, you're going to watch porn. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. You got to take care of your business. You got to do what you got to do. And I'm not here to kink shame anybody or anything like that. But you also got to understand the optics of owning that much porn. Like $29,000 worth of porn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, do you have $29,000 of anything in your hobby? I'm assuming some of your gear for film production, maybe. But is it $29,000? I don't think in total, if you take our San Diego uh, gear package and our Chicago gear package and tally it up everything, we might start to get towards there. But I don't even think it's I don't even think we have that much. No. I'm trying to think of the stuff that I, I don't have. I don't have a besides your home. I don't have a vehicle that's valued at that amount. <clears throat> I don't have. I mean, I've bought a lot of video games in my time. Don't think I've crossed that threshold. Twenty nine thousand um, threshold. You know, yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jared asked how much how much of it was My Little Pony porn. We'll never know. I mean, again, I have to assume at least half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how much of it was Pokemon? Right? Yeah. Right. How much Bulbazar, of it? Bulbasaur, Squirtle. Right. Right. How much of it was, you know, Shrek porn, you know? Right. Just learn that that's a thing, you know? Oh, when they, uh, that one website got spammed. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. A, that's a thing. Rule 34 exists and it exists hard. Yeah. Pun intended. Exactly. Yeah. A blammo. <laughs> I don't know. I did. Yeah. I'm not, I, there's, I don't, there's nothing wrong. I have no issue with people looking at porn. That is not what, what we're going on about here. I think what we're going on about is the fact that, it was a 43-year-old man who, who A, owned $29,000 worth of this stuff that was old, and B, was suing his fucking parents. Like, at some point, you might want to look at it and go, you know what, Dad, you're right. You were, you were doing the right thing for me. Yeah. I Thank think, you. I think... Uh, and who's coming know, off a divorce, which, again, I guarantee you, guarantee you, sight unseen, I, without seeing any papers, I know it was because of this. Yeah. It's so, played a very large role in that. So good on that guy? I mean, I guess. So, do, you, do you remember I your parents guess. throwing away any shit of yours that, you know? I remember something my mom should have thrown away of which was, mine, which was scabs from my chicken pox. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That Let's bring that back up. Could have been good. Um, yeah. No, I, there's nothing <sighs> that they... Noah said his what? Pokemon cards. Your mom oh, threw boy. away your Pokemon uh -oh. cards. Oh no. That's a bummer. I don't remember them throwing anything away that was of like super value to me. Uh I was going to say like potentially my Transformers, like my original Transformers toys, but those were all very well worn out and played with. So like I don't think they would have had any uh any value really at the end of the day anyway. So I don't think so. I my dad, his mom threw away his first edition Beatles albums because she was never really into rock and roll kind of, you know, didn't, didn't get the whole thing a little bit more on the religious side. And when he moved out when he was 18 and I guess some stuff was still there and, you know, she was cleaning house and 
he came back for him at some point in his life. And I don't remember when or, or what the circumstances were, but I remember him telling me, he's like, yeah, I had a lot of like original press Beatles albums from the day. Like I would go to the record store when they came out in the sixties, buy them as a kid. And he's like, I showed up to get the box from the attic and they were gone. And she's like, Oh, I threw out a bunch of boxes. And I was like, that hurts on so many levels. That hurts uh, me on so many levels. Man, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the more painful ones uh, that I can think of. My mom was notorious for throwing shit away that belonged to other people. Was she? Notorious. The, the Did famous, she, what'd, she get, what'd she get from you? The famous story in our house was how she threw away my dad's cassette tape of Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. Um, it went missing. And um, I love how individual and specific this is. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was an ongoing thing in our family for years where it's like, you know, my dad's <laughs> like and he, everyone knew what happened, but no one would actually admit to it. You know, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, maybe it went missing. Just like my meatloaf tape. Like it was just like one of those things. <laughs> my mom was like, I hate uh, that music. And it was when I look back at it, I get even more infuriated because I'm like, how how obnoxious to be like, I don't like this. So I'm just going to throw it away. I'm like, it's not right. about you. Right. It's not about you. This is his tape and he has it right. in his car. Right. Let him keep it. Like Let what the hell? Listen to it. And, and she yeah. told us at one point, my, my brother and I told my dad, he goes, I knew she did it. I knew it. <laughs> Where else was it going to go? I like to just envision you, you, you guys told your dad, he slowly stands up from his chair, walks over to the closet pulls out a suitcase that has been packed for 15 years and just walks out the door. And he's just like, I've been waiting for it. He goes, what you don't realize is he removes a, a family portrait off the wall. This does a, a combination on the safe, pulls it open, shh, opens it. He's got a whole stack of bad out of hell cassettes. He goes, guess what? I was always prepared and puts it in, <laughs> cranks it to 11 and just goes, and I will do anything for love. She comes home, he turns it off. He's like, hi, dear. Welcome home. <laughs> oh, nothing. What? Yeah. It, uh, that, that was one. And then also later on, uh, my mom would notoriously throw away spices that my dad would use to cook things because she said it's, it stunk up the whole house. And again, <laughs> she didn't like it. Therefore, right. it got thrown away. So this was really your mom's house. That's how this rolled. When it came to that stuff, for sure. And for me like, personally, it was when I was living there, I would put stuff under my bed that this is going to, as I'm starting to say this, I'm like, this is going to sound like incriminating, but it's not. I would just have like something like um, I went to this uh, summer academy for three years. Yeah. And uh, in there, I uh, whenever you're done, they give you like a listing of everyone's like phone numbers and addresses so you can write and call them. And I would... I would oftentimes lay on the floor in my room and talk on the phone because the mm -hmm. phone didn't reach that back when you had landlines and phones. Absolutely. And so I would just have it on the floor under my bed is where I would keep it because I would just like look it up, dial the number and put it back under there. And my mom just decided to clean my room one day and just fucking threw it away. And we were going to go meet one of my friends in Kansas City. And the address was, uh, you know, in this book. And my mom's like, well, what's their address? I'm like, well, let me go get it. I go, where's that book? She goes, oh, well, I threw it away. I'm like, well, I guess we don't know how to get there then, do we? Don't throw away my shit. And it created a complex with me where it's this is insane. But when Jill and I first moved in together in Chicago, 
I had this janky ass like laundry <clears throat> hamper that mm -hmm. would probably give you tetanus because I had it through college and it was just like one of those wire ones that had like, I don't know, yeah. some sort of loose, like thin fabric. And it was janky as shit. It was broken. It wasn't good, but I used it because it was my laundry hamper. And then one day Jill threw it away and I came <clears> home and I was like, where's my laundry hamper? Jill's like, oh, I threw it away. And I was like, you threw away my stuff? And she's like, yeah, it was broken. I was like, don't do that. My mom used to do that. And she was like, wow, I didn't know you had so much of an attachment to this laundry hamper that's broken. It right. has been broken since I've known you in college. And right. I like, took a step back. I'm like, it's probably not that big of a deal. But that whole act of that really bothers me. So please don't do that. She's right. like, fine, I'll check in when you want to throw away your stuff. <laughs> well, that, I, I, I do see that point, though, is that like it's not it's not the laundry hamper itself that was the issue. It's it's the it's bringing back up that thing of nothing of yours is like there's there's a little bit of that seed in there like nothing of mine is is safe or sacred mm -hmm. or whatever like it can just it's all disposable and it's not the fact that this laundry hamper specifically it's just that this is a thing that I have an attachment to weird or not I have an attachment to it and you threw it away now. The only exception I'll say to that is if it's a giant box of porn mm -hmm. in that case detach let someone throw it away you need help yeah yeah no i uh i yeah that to this day just you know i love my mom but <laughs> man that shit especially when i think about it now as an adult i'm like yeah wow <sighs> um prize my parents are still together to be honest with you i think i don't know the man. more that i learn about them th the more surprised i am myself it just, it seems like a, you had a real interesting upbringing. It's weird because. Real interesting. I don't know if I just had such a creative imagination. I lived in a different world most of the time yeah. from everyone else, but it seemed positive. But as I look back as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. See, Neil, Noah says he also has a junk, uh, jank laundry, laundry hamper he got when he was like 13. Yeah. It's just like, it works, but yeah, you know. I'm better now because Jill makes me a better person. And, you know, was it one of those collapsible ones, yes. like the spring loaded yes. ones. I know exactly what you're yes, talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the just, spring like popped out near the top. Yes. It was Absolutely. like dangerous. Like it's not yep. a good thing to have. It was just all because I didn't take care of it because I was like moving every year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like throwing shit in it and whatever. I didn't take good care mm -hmm. of it and whatever. Yeah. It did its job and it was You fine. throw that thing in the back of a car and yeah. you go, you're off to the races. Yeah. You fill it full of shit and move it and it gets like tumbled mm -hmm. around. It's like, oh, this is. This is pliable. It's all good. <laughs> it's just like the idea it, of like, we're going to throw this away because we don't need it. Yeah. Well, it's amazing too when you look at like, when you're in that phase of your life where you are moving year to year mm. and you don't spend more than 12 months in any one place. It is amazing how much your stuff, like there's a reason younger people and college kids and stuff have such shitty things is because things aren't made to move that much. And it's not, it's, it's not anyone's, like, I'm starting to have a realization the older I get. I'm like, it's no one's fault. It's just that kids are transient and yeah. they move so much that their stuff gets beat to shit. And that's why whenever you walk into like a 19, 20, 21 year old's apartment, you're like, ah, this is all garbage. I get it. Yeah. It started nice. It's also like, you don't have much money. And right. I remember when it was like spring cleaning, we would grossly, my senior year, 
go around the neighborhood and be like, who's throwing away furniture? And we're like, free couch. And we would get a couch. <laughs> I remember right. Jill going, I don't. I don't understand why you're doing that. Like, it's a free couch. It's like that someone else has used and they don't want anymore. So they're putting it on the curb. We're like, yeah, but it's a free couch. Right. But it's ours now. Ugh. And we're like, where's the rich neighborhood? Where's Let's go to Bettendorf. That's where the wealthy people are. Let's see what they <laughs> the put on there. Who, like, and I love the concept in your mind. You're like, yeah, a wealthy neighborhood will have nice couches sitting on the front. It's spring like, cleaning, they, man. It's spring cleaning. These wealthy people, they won't call someone to take it away. They'll mm-hmm. just throw it on their lawn like yeah. everyone else. Yeah, yeah, they'll do that. Like, we should go over there and see if we can find Oh, It's probably already <laughs> picked over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the logic of youth is amazing. Yeah, because at that age, amazing. that's why you're like, oh, I'll drink Keystone Light. I'll go to an all-you-can-eat yes. buffet. Um, like you just you get special export. That was yes. our fridge was full of special X. Yeah, yeah, because you you don't know. You're like, this is I need. I don't have much money, so right. I need to get as much as I can with as little as I can. So you just make it work. So absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to pay for paint to paint your house because that takes time and money. You're like, fuck that. It comes right. as is. Just don't break anything. Right. Because exactly. then we have to pay buy paint to paint over what we did. So exactly. Yeah. So you don't have nice yeah. shit. Oh, so. man. No, the some of the yeah, the stories of how that's another podcast that we should do at some point is like uh, is the hacks that we life hacks from when you were younger. Like what were some of the things you used to use, you know, in the kit? Like, you know, we didn't have oven mitts. So what did you use instead? A roll of paper towels? Like, or so like, yeah. what are some of the crazy shit that you made work that just should not have worked? Yeah. You know? It's just the, oh, I remember everyone's got that shit. The, the, the idea of like a bottle cap, like coffee table was really popular yeah. at the time. So like a couple of guys in my house, my senior year were making one, but okay. You know, little by little, as they were consuming bottles, and they would do it, but the th- and we would use it. But the problem is, like, we didn't have like a glass top on it, so people would use it. They would eat over it, and crumbs would get in between the little spots in the spaces. And it's like this is a disgusting table. It's filled with like crumbs and right. dirt because we, it's like we're building it as we go, but also using it as a functional table. So right. it's absolutely disgusting now. Like, what are we doing? I have an old desk for a TV cabinet at the moment. There you go. Way to go, there Jared. You go. That works. Make and do with what you have. You make do. Yeah. You got to get creative with that sort of stuff. You know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, at that point, you're just probably happy to be in a house. You know? Oh, God. As a yeah. senior. Like being like, yeah, we have our own house. This is our house. And we do yeah. what we want here. Not realizing that the basement was a cavern that I had to duck to get into to do my laundry because it was way too short. And there was like, I don't know a brick wall in there that like the bricks had fallen out. So it looks like, Oh, this is where they bury bodies. You know, <laughs> this is right. Someone, one of the, uh, one of the corpses punched their way back through. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I remember doing laundry one day and standing up too fast. I hit the duck work and it rang oh. throughout the house and I fell to the ground. <laughs> really? And I, as I laid there just holding my head, I heard Jill giggling. And then she goes, are you okay? <laughs> Cause she knew exactly what happened. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But she, she knew she, all she heard was, wow, she knew exactly what had happened. Yeah. Like Doug just hit his head down there. Like, yeah, just, yeah. oh, the things you would, you would just accept yeah. as, as at that age, just to have any semblance of freedom or your yeah. own space. Because think about that too. Growing up when I was in high school, like when you could drive, there was no place where you could go to just 
really hang out and be alone unsupervised and probably yeah. for good reason, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Our, I, our drummer's house mm -hmm. was that place. Yeah. We did have a haven and anything was allowed there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, just, I was like, God, I just need to, so we would just drive around. You could do that yeah. back then when gas was cheap enough to be able to do that. Right. And because that was the only freedom you could get. I was I'm going to go drive around and just, just yeah. do whatever you're going to do. And then like at one point I had moved to a new house and we were trying to sell our old house. So occasionally I would go to our old house, but it was gross in there because it was just sitting there and whatever. There was probably rodents and stuff. Lights didn't really work much in there. It wasn't being cleaned. Yeah. No, it was disgusting. Um, And not only that, it would be like, well, Doug's truck is parked out in the front of the house, so we know that he's there. <laughs> there's no, there's no stealth. This is, there's Ninja Doug right there. Yeah, right. Not some yeah. Ninja Doug. You know, it's like, oh, someone's there. And I mean, I, you could probably pull into the garage, but still someone's going to see you. Yeah, and one time absolutely. I tried to go in there at night, like there was like kind of a back alley that was uh -huh. shared amongst some neighbors. And I parked back there and one of our neighbors was out there smoking and he's like, hey, you can't park back here. This is private property. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't want to be like, I, I used to live here. He was just right. like, it was so weird because he was like in the darkness smoking. Just that orange tip lighting up. And it's then like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, this is, huh? he probably was like, this guy's up to no good. I'm like, I used to live here and I just want to go fuck right. around. I need some, I need some privacy. He's just like, I left a okay. big box of porn in the house and I need to go get it. Uh, get out of here, kid. I was like, oh, so like at that point, like when you're getting older, like, 18 19 20 and like as you're moving along you're like i want my own space so when you get something like a house that you're renting with like a couple other people are like this is our place man this yeah. is where we can do our thing and we don't have to be surrounded by anyone else it's our rules like it's totally cool and really it's not cool it's pretty miserable no. It's living gross yeah but compared to where you were like living in dorms and like having all this structure and like oh you gotta check in at the front desk it's like no man this is, i just walk in my front door because i got a key i just go yeah. in it's like hey we're gonna have a party here it's totally cool and whatever it's like that that slow rise of of freedom and um your own just coming into your own it was it was always really exciting and then you know for me, I moved about every year for a God who God knows how many years, and yeah, nothing felt like home like, ever. <laughs> no, no, it did not. It was from 2004 to 2009. I think I moved just about every year. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Starting from it was two, about two years. Yeah, starting from 2001. When I moved out and went to college through 2005, moved to Chicago, and then like we moved 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008-ish, and then we stayed in one place for like two years. Then we stayed in one place for five years. Right. One Which place for like eternity. six yeah. months. And like we were just bouncing around. I was just talking about this with Jill the other day. I was like, until we finally moved into our house, I was like, nothing felt like home. I was like, why would I want to hang up pictures why yeah. would i want to paint anything why would i, I want to do anything about this a lot yeah. over the years yeah yeah it's like why we're going to leave here right why would i try to personalize it this isn't home like yeah and i still kind of have a little bit of that, bit of that with my house i'm just like I, it's taken me a long time to be like this is home we should probably put up stuff you know like 
we should make an effort. Because for me, yeah. it's just about the effort. Like, I've got a couple of really cool Batman uh, posters in here that I just haven't hung up. Which are still on mm -hmm. the ground. It's on the floor. <laughs> Every time I come over, mm -hmm. they're just leaned against the, the, yep. the wall. Yeah. I got one. I got Bane there, and I've got the Joker yeah. over there. But I still got the big Joker one over there. I got a new Joker one over there. I've got a bunch of cool shit. And it took you a while to get that Bane one up, too. That one that one didn't go up right away. Mm -mm. Well, yeah. Part of it, too, is like, I also don't know where to hang them now. I mean, that one can yeah. go on that wall. There's no excuse. But I've got, I was like, I do I want to put it behind me because I've got lights shining on it. You right. know, it doesn't make for good, you know, stuff because uh, I've got this stuff. I was like, I don't really know yeah. how to design my room right now, so I just give up. I'm like, yeah. meh, you know. I'm going to throw a lightsaber on the wall and mm -hmm. some baffling. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Ta-da. And that's it. Ta-da. I did it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to do more. I have a bunch of cool little tchotchkes, but I also don't really have anywhere to put it. This room's actually kind of a mess now that I think about it. <laughs> now that I'm disaster. looking around you. Have you reverted, Doug? Have you gone back in time? Well, we need to clean out our closets. This is real exciting. Let's talk about what Doug needs to do at his house. <laughs> no. All right. I want to talk. I want to talk about this other thing real quick before we wrap yeah. up. There's this there's this thing that uh, uh, it was trending recently that was uh, is, is basically an AI program that will create a mashup DJ set from any songs that you want, and it's called Rave .DJ. And I'm gonna put a link to it in the chat right now so you all can go and check it out. Um, it's fascinating. Um, because this is AI generated and some of them, Justin and I were sort of sampling this in our production mm -hmm. meeting last night. Some of them are like, wow, really cool. It's not perfect. No. It kind of just fades in uh, between both of them. But like some we of them- saying, it's, it's not like an actual like mashup where you're like really lining things up and it's the chorus of one song and a verse from another. Really all it's doing is if you have one song playing on one channel and one song playing on the other, they- tempo match them and then they basically just pan back and forth mm -hmm. but to D what doug was saying like some of the some of it does line up shockingly well beat wise yeah um but yeah it's some of them are like like the uh, uh gangnam style and you can't touch this uh is really good that one is a wonderful mix uh mashup there's uh darude's sandstorm mixed with uh never gonna give you up uh by rick astley which is pretty good there was a um aha take on me with uh slipknot's duality it was interesting but then they've got really like bizarre ones um like uh what is it it's uh yeah it was <laughs> bad and bougie meets friends in low places so you've got this Garth Brooks like playing, but then there's also this just bad bougie song going over it. It's like, this is monstrous, but it's very, very interesting. And, um, I love, I don't know. It's one of those things like anytime there's something AI related, you can guess that Justin and I are going to talk about it because it's yeah, always fascinating sure. how you can take these things and essentially like let an AI be like these two, because it doesn't have any preconceived notions. Right. It's like, there you go. Well, and this begs my question that I kind of started to bring up last night, which is why? Like, to what avail? What is what is this? What does this help us gain as a society? Because like we just talked about, these songs aren't great. They're not good mashups, really. So like, what does this? 
the only thing that we came up with last night or that I was I was thinking could possibly is it gives you maybe some uh inspiration of what you could mash up and then you can take it and make it you tweak it and make it really good. But I I'm like I would get I would say like what is the what do you think the purpose of something like that just just because or do you think there could be some sort of application down the road? I think part of it is you've got to try and teach the AI style because when they take over, you want them to be well-versed in that. So they can take this and hopefully make our lives a little bit pleasant with style. Um, I think, I don't know, man, I don't know enough enough about machine learning to to really understand machines. Um, But I think it's interesting to feed something like this, a bunch of data and then see what it what it produces and for it to be able to kind of because these are things that i think we wouldn't necessarily think of and the machine is going to do it for us like it's going to put these and some of them don't work right some of them really do work and you're like oh shit and while it may not be perfect it can give someone an idea to make it much much better and it's fucking awesome i love i love the idea of this and that i think it's more just fun i don't think it was done with like this is part of a thesis for my doctorate you know (laughs) sort of situation um right but i think it's really interesting just to see what what can come out of this i I don't know man i always love seeing what's possible with music you know just right you throw ai into it something that seems so cold and you know, lacks a soul and being like, what can you create? And we've watched it kind of create a Nirvana song, you know? Right. Which pretty impressive, actually. I I, from there's part of me that agrees. And there's part of me that goes, AI needs to step off anything creative. We don't need it in this realm. No, we don't need it. But again, then some would make the argument that it can help inspire, and like I, I, there are there could be some theoretical, practical applications. But I don't know. I just it's one of those things where I look at this and I go, "Cool." So we spent resources on this. What could we have solved? Could we have cracked one more, uh, you know, link in the chain towards uh, curing cancer? But if if we if we diverted funds from this, what what did we not? What didn't we get because we now have this? It's a fair question. I'd say this is about as unnecessary as the live action Disney movie remakes. I mean, <laughs> we don't need them. That's, you know what? That's a very fair point. We really that's don't. A very fair point. Yeah. Thanks for making The Lion King again with different awesome voice actors. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Yeah. Didn't need it. On wholly unnecessary. This is definitely an <laughs> unnecessary thing, but I don't know. I, I find it amusing, but. Um, this is something you can plug two songs in too, right? Can't you? You can input I two things so. yourself and actually have it have it do the thing, right? Yes. So, so what would what would what would two songs be that you would want to hear it mash up? See, that's the thing is like that's where I kind of get lost in this because I wouldn't even know where to start. Okay. Um, we, sh- you know what? That's the one thing we didn't do is we didn't actually try to build our own. Yeah, that's see with this with, we sh- we failed. We could have, yeah. I love to because what I what what I my favorite thing now is people who do uh this is this song in the style of this artist. Like I love seeing that stuff all yes, the time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Noah says he's trying right now. It's taking some time. Um, okay. And 
I think, I don't know, like, one of the things I love is anything, anytime everyone's like, hey, it's this, but in the style of Blink-182, I'm like, you've got my attention. Let's, let's tell let's me see more. This. Tell yeah. me more. I see that shit all the time. I'm like, yes. Like, someone's mm -hmm. done uh, Fall Out Boy's Sugar, We're Going Down Swinging, but as if it were from, I know that, but a very specific Blink-182 album. Like, take off your pants and jacket. They're like, if, if yeah. Blink-182, and they nail it every time. I'm like, that's exactly what it would sound like. It's fucking phenomenal. It, it blows yeah. my mind. Like, the, the, that other guy, Alex Melton, who uh, is... Oh, is, you, yes. You talked about him a lot. Yeah. Love that guy. Which, by the way, that guy quit his day job. <clears throat> good for him. He's, Legitimately good for him. He sent... Uh, there was a... He posted... Uh, he made a tweet. He goes, this... Is, he videoed himself going to click the button to send the email that basically said he's quitting his day job and you can watch his hand like tremble as he's like that's fucking cool man he waits and he's like click and then he just sort of like gets away from the computer really quick like i just did it because he's gonna fully commit to what he's doing right now which God, i was like damn it that's fucking awesome good for you man take the plunge uh, I support that makes you. me that gives me this weird like i feel like there's this like light in my chest i'm like yes i'm beaming for it like i because that's the dream, man. That's yeah. so cool that he's doing that. Good for him. Well, it's amazing because, you know, he was obviously bringing the candle at both ends and, yeah. you know, trying yeah. to make this work. And now he's like, cool, man. I'm all in on the music stuff. And he's a really good musician. Yeah, but well, obviously. Yeah. He does a lot. Of this. He did. He did like uh, um, Vanessa Carlton's uh, A Thousand Miles, but in the style of Blink-182. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. And he does right. all sorts of he does country versions of a lot of those songs, which is great. I, you know, I Talk hate country. Talk about a range too, to be able to, to be able, as an individual artist, to be able to accurately take songs, morph them into other genres, but that many different, pardon me, that many different genres. That's, again, that just speaks to the, his ability as a musician. That's incredible. Well, no, that he, he's able to pick apart the different aspects of it. Like he would do, he did like this one song in the form of a bunch of different pop punk bands and he nailed okay. their styles so well like just sure, each yeah. one he did i was like oh shit yeah 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 I was, I was like that's really well done um and just moved from piece to piece like with a different part like w based on a different band i was like god damn it man that's yeah. really impressive just you know so to answer your question i can't really think of two songs um that i i would put together i would try to do probably my first thought is like what's my age again I blink 182 like what could i mash okay. that up with i would yeah you know with all you. the small things <laughs> i was gonna say another Bl damn it by blink 182 yeah. you know it's just <laughs> i've got it i've got two songs that i'd mash up mm -hmm. what would they be dude that was beautiful i'm just saying well done that works. I think. AI. Noah goes, wow. <laughs> AI ain't got nothing on this, baby. Suck that, AI. Yeah. Suck it good. All right. Suck it good. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look. What the fuck do we have okay. here? All right. I'm kind of familiar with one of these. I am not. Or yes, I think I'm, I'm assuming we're familiar with the same one, but uh, probably um, if you're new here, <laughs> oh. okay. nope. this week's Wait. throwdown <laughs> is featuring Heinz Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb versus Gru from Despicable Me. 
Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. Uh, Jared says, what's my age again in 22 by Taylor Swift? Let's do it. Let's put it in the, put it in the machine and see what it farts out. Put um, it in the machine. Machines. Machine. Uh, you really got to pull that. <laughs> I like, this was the perfect episode for it. I know. It really was. So if you're new uh, to us, the, the throwdown, which we've always done, is now being determined uh, in secret by the council. Uh, so we don't know what it is before we, we pulled up. So, um, let's, let's take a look at what we got here. So, um, Gru is the only one I've heard of. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll tackle the doofenshmirtz there. Old doofenshmirtz. All right. So the skills and ability for, uh, for old Heinz doofenshmirtz, much like Phineas and Ferb, uh, doofenshmirtz can make revolutionary technology in less than a day. Some of his inventions uh, are even stated to surpass Phineas and Ferb's. He seems to be knowledgeable in all forms of science, such as engineering, chemistry, biology, quantum physics, and even construction. He was able to make a working regudinator out of cannibalized parts from an OWCA jet and some broken robots. He was even able to formulate a proper antidote to turn one of Vanessa's friends who had become a mutant back to normal. Uh, his physical skills are more lacking, consistently shown to be physically weak, but incredibly durable, able to survive events that should kill a man uh, on a regular basis. One example, he actually fell off uh, his building and somehow survived as he made his way back up using the elevator. He's also incredible. He has incredible upper body dexterity and can uh, run faster than a panda bear, but slower than a platypus. Okay. All right. I see where they're coming from there. I, I guess. Of, I suppose. Uh, this is, just for the record, this is an insanely long article. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why there needs to be this much info how there's this much information on him uh real quick here also occupation evil scientist um he majored in evil science oh uh yeah uh let's see he's got siblings a spouse children he's got friends love interests uh pet wait what's his spouse okay divorced i was gonna say so he's not cheating on his spouse is he typical Doofenshmirtz. He's also a science teacher at Danville High. Okay. That's okay. good. Uh, I don't see any other reference to... He's about 47... Wait, 47, 70, uh, 57, 67, and Okay, so we'll call him late 40s, I guess, and he's 6'2". All right. How about, how about that? How about that? One of his nemesis is also pizza guy, so... Putting that um, out there. All right, let's talk about Gru. Uh, Gru is very strong and athletic. I didn't know that about him. Mm. Being capable of dodging and leaping off several heat-seeking missiles, all going at the speed of sound, backhanding Vector Shark with a single punch with the apparent force of a truck, and smashing his fist into Vector's monitor, easily cracking the screen without damaging his hand. I hate that people have put all this stuff together in an article. To be like, with the apparent force of a truck, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Apart from his remarkable agility and strength, Gru is considerably intelligent. For example, as a child, he built a real rocket, although later on his minions and Nefario did most of his work instead. 
Gru is also capable of forming uh, smart plans, such as his plan to steal the shrink ray from Vector. He has several weapons, a freeze ray, a shrink ray, a fart gun, a laser gun, a lipstick taser, rocket launcher, jelly gun, a big blaster cannon, and an inflation gun. And he's built several vehicles, including an airship, uh, whatever, all that other stuff. Um, all right. So that's about so besides all I know about him. besides being both mad scientists uh, or scientists with accents, uh, Noah Reno also pointed out that they both... Have pointy, pointy noses. noses, yes. So there's your link between the two. <laughs> there we go. That's a thing. Yep. Let's see if there's anything else on here. Uh, um, I, look. He's 57 <clears throat> years old, it seems like. That's Gru? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who voices Heinz Doofenshmirtz? Schmatz. Let's see, friends, quiz, boss, voiced by Dan. Dan Povenmeyer. Povenmeyer, and then Jeff Gunn is the singing voice. Uh, well, I would say, you know, based off who voices him, Gru. That's a that's a win in Gru's column. Yeah, right. Well, I'll say this much for the record, Slotty. I'm not blaming you for the research. I'm blaming just the fact that there is a whole world out here that has somehow gone through to discuss the strength and dexterity of these animated creatures and it's it's like that one article we went down looking at one creature in the star wars universe and had just paragraphs upon paragraphs upon paragraphs of what this thing was how it mated like how long it typically lived its habitats i'm like this is all gestation period you see this thing for like half a second an episode and someone's built out all these articles that's crazy World building, Doug. World building. That's right. Mary McCaming, thank you for the sub. 11 months. Thank you. You're the fucking best. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like their intellect is, is a wash. I feel like that's kind of like it's straight up, right? Yeah. I think that they're, both- they're either equivalent in that regard as far as like what they can create. Yes. Um, and their intellect is pretty, pretty strong. I also think that, I don't know, does Gru's strength and athleticism come into play here? Because if he can dodge and leap off several heat-seeking missiles all going at the speed of sound, and if he can backhand a shark in a single punch with the apparent force of a truck, does that give him the advantage against Heinz? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Because I imagine they'll be relying on their inventions first. Right. Well, they're never without. Like they're always yeah. pulling in, like stuff out from seemingly nowhere. Yeah, it's so they've they've got that stuff. So I imagine they'll be pretty. I just, I just think with Gru's ability, with Gru's dexterity, his strength, uh, and his smart. If they're if they're matched in smarts, Gru's ability to create weapons and. Uh, uh, and his strength is the, the the strength is the tipping point for me, mm-hmm. because they're while while they're both uh, while Heinz uh, is resilient, he can fall off a building. We've also seen Gru get blown up and take a couple hits too, but he's also leaping off of <laughs> rockets that are going at the s- speed of sound. Like yeah, it, he's going to be able to dodge whatever uh, Doofenshmirtz throws at him, no problem. Yeah. 
Well, it's also, it says here, personality-wise, it says, um, uh, Doofenshmirtz, normally any of his plans will have a large and decisive flaw, though a slight obliviousness causes him to never catch it. For example, in a plan to dig a tunnel to China, he forgets that the Earth's core is filled with magma, thus imperiling himself and Perry the platypus. Several plans are doomed by the mindless, mindless in inclusion of a self-destruct button in various places, such as the feet of his robot army or an overly convenient off switch. So it sounds like he misses the details, whereas Gru, um, you know, sneaky and somewhat cold-hearted man. Uh, he's also cruel, even sadistic at first and enjoyed using his freeze ray, which was the signature weapon at often freezing people just for the sake of it. Right. Just to get in front of the line for coffee. Yeah. So he started as he spent time with his daughters, you know, he, you know, put aside his you know dream of stealing the moon and everything like that. So I, I say I get the feeling that Gru is a little more put together. Mm -hmm. He chooses mm -hmm. to do what he wants to do, whereas Heinz Doofenshmirtz may be bright, but he's going to set himself up to fail. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So I think because of that, he's going to overlook something that Gru is going to take advantage of. And he's going to Gru is going to come away the victor. Absolutely. I mean, and again, you pair that, and I keep going back to this. You pair that with Gru's physical, uh, you know, prowess and and the the ability to to be that dexterous and uh, that have that kind of dexterity and and jump off of rockets and stuff. Yeah. Again, I say anything that Doofenshmirtz throws at him, he's going to easily be able to deflect and and come back at something. So I feel like this is really just a no brainer, and this is yeah. going to be Gru for the win. One minute, uh, we, we're close to a hype train. I've never been on the stream before when a hype train is close. <laughs> so let's more things. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I got real excited when I saw that. Basically, means if there's a lot of people like subbing or gifting or donating, like okay. if, if enough of those sequentially happen, it creates a hype train. It's basically like, whoa, check this out. People are being really cool, guys. So. You want more of that? Hype it up. Do it. Hype it up, it. Chris. I Justin, just did. Not happy. I'll throw in all the good shit. Everything <laughs> people likes, right? Stuff is Come on, hype stuff it up. Dumb. Doug hates stuff. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, Noah said, uh, I did the song thing, a song called War and a song called Capsize. It made the song Wop Size. So there's that, but also it was just okay. <laughs> <laughs> good to know i'm actually going to try that like later oh, i'm going to try funny. and do uh that blink 182 and uh taylor swift and see what comes out that could be interesting that should be fun yeah so Woo, what a fun one uh, that that episode good. did not go nearly as planned and that's okay i kind of like it this when is happens. one of those where we had three or four topics on here and we made it through two one and a half we'll say yeah and both of those were like the shortest topics so right. like <laughs> we found our own way as we always do that's true. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Oh, boy. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Ted Lasso season two is out. So please go check that shiznit. And uh, seriously, it's it's good. Um, we'll talk about it more later. And uh, I've been watching uh, Netflix, The Good Place. And I was one of those where I I, I heard the hype when it was out. Um you know, like it was, everyone's like, oh, it's winning awards and the good place, such a good show. 
I never, I just kind of passed it off. I was like, sure, whatever. It looks like it's like a pretty softball comedy and whatever. I, I was so dead wrong. It is such a good, fun show. Uh, I'm very, very much enjoying it. I burned through the first two seasons and I'm, I slowed myself down because it's one of those where I actually kind of want to, kind of want to just, you know, stretch it out a little bit. So I would say go check out if you, if you've, if you've heard good things about it and you're like, uh, you know, uh, maybe I'm curious. I would say go watch it because you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's on Netflix right now. Doug, what do you got? Um, I'm going to rem- recommend. I'm going to recommend a song uh, that I already posted in the Discord, and I actually already shared with Justin. But it's just it's living in my head, rent free right now. It's a <clears throat> song called "Follow the Light" by Dirty Loops and Corey Wong. For anyone in the chat who's not listened to it, I just posted a link to it. Um, just. YouTube recommends songs to me sometimes, and I'm like, cool, let's see what this is all about. And uh, it is an incredibly catchy song that has top-tier musical talent as far as, like, instrumentalism, if that's a word. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. The The band is actually consists of a bass player, a drummer, and a singer-slash-keyboardist. It's Those are the key players. And they essentially have like, I don't know, their master's or doctorate degrees in the instruments that they play. And um, they're from Sweden and they're fucking phenomenal. Like the the intro like just beats. I'm like, oh, it's like and then they says like this like real funky shit starts happening. You're like, oh, what is this? And part of me is like, why do you like this? This isn't what it's supposed to be. It feels like a little bit 80s and I'm less like, oh shit. And it's got a real catchy chorus and then there's this bass solo that's fucking phenomenal and I'm like, who are these guys? I got completely like just obsessed with them for like 24 hours. So that's Dirty Loops and Corey Wong with their song Follow the Light. It just premiered on August the 19th. Check that out on YouTube. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. And we would enjoy it if you followed us on all of our social medias at MindGetPodcast. Give us a follow. See what's going on with us. Also, please don't forget to check us out on our YouTube channel. We post all of our episodes there as well as highlights from our shows and our streams. Uh, Be sure to, you know, like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. And please, please, please don't forget to check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MindGetPodcast, where we stream all of our podcasts live as well as our video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central Time. So please... Come hang out, check us out, and don't forget to check out Justin online as well. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, where you can rate us, review us, subscribe, all the things. Uh, The big one we ask you to do is share. Just copy the link to an episode you really enjoy and share it around. It goes a long way and does a lot for us. Also, twoestates.com slash mindgap, and then just keep an eye on all of Two Estates social medias. Yeah, uh, Justin, yeah. This, this was a good time, man. Thank you so Very much. Good time. I thank appreciate Doug. you. Are we thanking already? Thank I you. Just, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I want you to take it to heart. Thank you. All right. Good deal. Thank you. And I also want to say uh, to Twitch, thank you. And uh, to, to, to not only to Doug, I say thank you, but also to the listeners, I say thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.